This week on the Crossroads podcast, we're skipping the tried and true Christmas classics and getting into some weirder movies with 2010's Scandinavian film Rare Exports and 2020's Fat Man. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. And I'm your other host, Rob. Welcome to the Crossroads. Do you want to start with Rare Exports? Yeah, it's 10 years older and... I like the traditional start with the older movie and work our yeah. way up. Yeah, so this is a, this is a film that you had recommended that I had not seen before uh, we got into it. Yeah, um, I saw this for the first time, I want to say 2012. I don't remember like where I watched it or anything, but I just it it's always stuck in my mind as one of the better Christmas movies I've seen. Because if you know me, I'm sick of the typical Lifetime Christmas movies. Although, I do watch them every year. <laughs> yeah. But Rare Exports is, it's fun. It's Scandinavian, so there's sub, subtitles for a majority of it. I know yeah. a lot of our listeners will be turned off by that. But if you can get past that, there's a really fun monster movie in it. Yeah. I found myself watching this and kind of not even really paying attention to the subtitles because there's so much else going on. And the story gets told really well, even without needing to know what the dialogue means. But I understood a lot of it just through the, what's on the camera. Yeah, a lot of the major plot points are pretty typical. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty typical monster movie fare. Yes. Like, it, it doesn't really do anything new from a story standpoint. But visually, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, this is... The way I, I kind of describe it is sort of like a Lovecraftian Christmas story. Yes. There is this whole sense of something is really wrong throughout the entire film, and the score complements that, and some of the really weird visuals complement that. And at the start, when they're kind of unearthing what we don't know what it is yet, and they just start handing out new guidelines to work by, and a lot of the dialogue's very vague, and you just know something's amiss, but you don't know what for... Probably the first third of the movie. Yeah. And it gets weirder and weirder as you unwrap this sort of horror mystery. And it's just... Uh, it goes a little goofy. Uh, it, it takes itself a little too seriously. But it doesn't really diminish the movie at all for me. No. I think you have to kind of have a bit of a camp. And there, there is a bit of a camp to it. But yeah. In order to play what they're getting at, essentially the the idea is that uh, there is a Santa Claus, and instead of the friendly, jolly guy that we all know, it's this enormous monster that we don't even necessarily get a good look at throughout the film. Yeah, the most we see of him is through old school fairy tale drawings, like almost like the Grimm brothers' drawings. Yeah, and. All the expositions told about the Santa is told in the opening credits. So, like, no dialogue. It's just f- pictures and close-ups of books. And you know this thing's been around for millennia. Yeah. It, uh, and it just seems to escalate throughout, which I really appreciated. The tension kind of builds like a good horror movie should. And it's... Uh, it never yeah. lets up. It starts yeah. very small. Like the, the smallest scale is, oh, some wolves killed our reindeer. Mm-hmm. And quickly after that, you realize 
that wasn't wolves. There's something yeah. wrong here. And it just keeps building and building and building until you finally discover what they unearthed. Yeah. And from then on out, it's like, all right, this is going to take itself either too seriously and be dumb, or it's going to play off the fact that it's just an ancient Santa Claus. And I thought it really hit the nail on the head with that. Oh, yeah. it It's... It's fun and scary. It's uh, it has sort of a heightened reality to it, which you kind of need to make the the horror stuff work. Yes. Uh, most of the dialogue is in uh, is in Scandinavian. But there's um, characters who speak English, and it's kind of peppered throughout. Yeah. Um. um there's a couple of characters that that are American. I, I think like the foreman for the drilling site. Yes. Uh, is is American. I'm not sure if the actor is, but the character certainly is, and uh, he delivers his dialogue in English. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of like how at the beginning of the host, which we talked about several months ago, you kind of get a decent idea of what's going on through this English language conversation. Yeah, it's enough to really give you the overall plot. Yeah. Um, that, that being said, aside from that, there's not not a ton to talk about with this movie. It's yeah. A lot of it's like, you don't want to spoil it because it's, but there's also not a whole lot going on other than there's some evil Santas running around. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's got some fun surprises. I watched it for free on a site I had not really been aware of before called Tubi. So you can get to it. You can watch it for free, essentially, if you... If yeah, you're, uh... it's also on Prime, Hulu, and Shudder. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's uh, def- I mean, it's it's not even an hour and a half long. Uh, yeah, it's, it's short. It's a quick, short, fun little monster movie. Yeah. Um, it's shot well. The outs, It's all shot on location, from what mm-hmm. I could tell. And the mountains yeah. and the, the trees and the lighting, it's all beautiful. I mean, and, I've never been there, but Scandinavia looks gorgeous. Yes. And they make, and, I mean, they're from Scandinavia, the filmmakers, so they make it look incredible. Yeah, it's like right on the border of Russia, too, they say. Yeah. Um, it's such a, it's a, I mean, it's a gorgeous film. They know how to really, really make these things that are kind of silly if you describe them look incredible yes but like the, the costume design's all very it's not yeah. over the top it's all very realistic and when you finally get to the santa clauses it's mm-hmm. it's funny without having to be over the top and it, yeah. it's not too gory for the people who don't like the over the top violence yeah there's there's a few moments but it's not terrible it's not any worse than some of the stuff we've talked about <laughs> There's a few uh, The Thing references here and there, or at least I interpreted them as The Thing references. Uh, I don't think I caught them, but I would be shocked if they weren't Thing references. Just like the monster being frozen in ice and how they're having to pack it and all that stuff. But that just could be, you know, a similarity. It doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. a reference. The Thing is also notably Lovecraftian, so... Oh, yeah. I love The Thing. (laughs) Me too. So it's would you recommend Rare movie. Exports to some new viewers? Yeah, I would recommend this. I mean, it's not going to change your life. It's not going to become your favorite horror movie, odds are. But it's a fun time. And the, uh, you know, it's it's a good introduction to sort of like Lovecraftian horror movies. And there's a ton of those. And to me, it's just a good break from all the typical Christmas movies. Yeah. And it, it kind of has some of that Christmas spirit, too. I mean, there's... I don't want to get too far into it, but it, you know, it, 
It takes the typical of, Christmas yeah. tropes and just flips it on its head yes. and just changes it up and makes something fresh. Yeah. So I give it a high recommend. Yeah, I'd give it a recommend. Definitely, especially since it's uh, available free at several different streaming locations. Yes. So you want to move on to the yeah. new Mel Gibson film, Fat Man? Yeah. Yeah, this is a... I just want to, you know, a quick story here. I, um, I've been going grocery shopping. They still have some red boxes around. Mm-hmm. And this was on the side of the red box. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't rent, rented from red box in a decade or more. I'm going to do that. It felt really weird to do. But but that's where I, uh, I found this. I think it's streaming some places. But Yeah, I I actually bought it on Vudu because it was $3 more to buy than to rent. Hmm. So I figured, why the hell not? Yeah. And I'm glad I did. So, yeah, I never heard of this movie until you mentioned it last week. And based on the logline you told me, I was immediately in. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's a little different than what is advertised. But what's advertised is uh, is Mel Gibson as like a crazy drunken Santa. Uh, it's This movie has a lot of plot going on. It is a little bit longer, but not much longer than Rare Exports. But there's a ton going on here. Yeah, where Rare Exports had a very simple one plot for about an hour and 20 minutes, this has what feels like four different plots going on in an hour and 40 minutes. And they're all character-driven plots, so like you kind of have to be focused in on them. Mm -hmm. And like I think that works against it, because I wanted to see more Mel Gibson as Chris and less of Walton Giggins and more of the kid um, Chance Hertzfield. He was great, and I think this was his, what, third movie? Yeah, he's done a lot of television, it looks like, but he hasn't done a ton of film yet. He was in that movie from last year, uh, I think it's called like Good Kids. Good, good Boys. Good Boys. Yeah, that feels like forever ago. This year has been forever. <laughs> yeah. It's been so long. Um, yeah, so there's this, there's this kid who's like a sociopath, and gets rich kid his, too yeah o- always gets what he wants yes he gets coal in his stocking and decides that he wants to kill santa claus so he hires this hitman he like has on a retainer or something and uh who goes after santa claus and he has his whole other obsession with santa claus that feels like it's in a different movie almost yeah it it starts very vague like yeah. he's he's a collector who when we first meet him he's looking at really closely at this bat and at the end of the scene we see made in santa's workshop and unfortunately that's about all the backstory we get for him until the final act yeah there's there's a number of things going on in this movie that i think all are interesting enough to warrant their own film and i think it's kind of a shame they all got pushed in because they're sort of fighting for attention Mm -hmm. and any one of them would have made a good movie i think and I said earlier that all four plot lines feel kind of overwhelming. They're all pretty solid plot lines, too. Like yeah. like you said, I would love to see a movie just about Mel Gibson's character or a movie just about Walton Giggins' character. They're all very interesting characters. Yeah. But there's a there's a whole there's a whole subplot about how there aren't enough good kids anymore to warrant the toys and the mil- uh, the government is subsidizing his farm where he makes the toy he and the elves make the toys so they have to like outsource work for the military and it, that's fascinating to me i would watch that movie alone 
Yeah, they really set up to be almost like a Nightmare for Christmas kind of ending where he's delivering the toys and getting shot down. Because yeah. they, they set up for that in the first act, too, with yeah. with n- not too many spoilers, but he comes back from his Christmas Eve run delivering toys and he's got a bullet wound. And they kind of set up for that, like maybe this plot takes place over the course of a year, but unfortunately it feels like three days. Yeah, it. this movie is a movie that I'm willing to give a lot more affection to than it may deserve, because I think it does so many interesting things, mm-hmm. and it has such creativity when a lot of films don't. Uh, it just it feels like there's a number of individual stories that were thrown together into one script. Yes. But that's a shame. Apart from the script, I think it's shot very well. It's acted incredibly well, especially by Gibson. This is... Oh, yeah. Mel Gibson's giving his best performance I've seen in, I want to say 20, maybe 30 years. This is the best I've seen him in a long time. He's giving it 100%. Because, I mean, he has to be a a kind of a weird Santa Claus with a ton of weight on his shoulders Mm -hmm. and... He's kind it's, of losing it a bit. It's an odd role on paper, and just yeah. seeing it come to life is... It's fun. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering if this was written for him, because it feels like... It almost feels like it was. Yeah. I th- the only person I could think who could probably do this would be, like, Nick Offerman, maybe? Oh, uh, I was thinking Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage <laughs> would take it in a very different direction, but it would also be fun to watch. Uh but yeah, Gibson has, you know, this this shaggy beard and long hair and he's he's really, you know, committing to it and I like that. One of my favorite parts about this movie is how straight-faced it plays everything about this plot. Yes. Like they don't straight up tell you he's Santa Claus. They just kind of hint around it, beat around the bush a little bit and then you meet the elves. Yeah. And it- I mean, his name is Chris Kringle, but you don't learn that right away. It takes a while. Yeah, it it drip feeds you the information about him. Yeah. I think yeah. if they said straight, like, in the first scene, like, oh, yeah, I'm Santa, I think a lot of people would check out. Yes. And, uh, I like that he doesn't have to hold your hand. Mm-hmm. There's, um... I think in general I like this this movie and I would recommend it, but I think it also has a little too much on its mind for its own good and for its running time. And it might have worked better as like a miniseries or something. Completely agreed. They either needed to completely cut one of the three main characters or stretch it out to, I'd say, at least five hours. Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on that is interesting. It's not like some films you're just like, oh to go through this with this character again yeah every time it switched gears to either chris kringle or the kid or the hitman i was into it i didn't hate any of the plot lines i just wish they were more fleshed out yes yes and we're not even mentioning um what uh what is her name marianne jean baptiste yes marianne jean Baptiste, I don't know how to pronounce Me uh, neither. her name. Uh, um, but she was excellent, too. Yeah, she plays Santa's wife, and she's like a calming influence, but she's not above getting out and you know getting dirty a little bit, having some fun. Yeah. Loves to bake cookies. You know, it's just <laughs> really sweet. And their their relationship is so warm, even though she's kind of over his, his depression by this point. Yeah, Santa's kind of fed up of being Santa. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, there's no good kids anymore. It's all they're all just being terrible. Which is itself a plot I'd love to yeah. see. I really see. wish they went more into that that plot. And if they do a sequel, they kind of set up for it. Yeah. But I have a feeling it's not going to get a sequel. Yeah, because it, it's more of a timing thing. Because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't made for a large budget. I mean, $20 million sounds like a lot of money to you or me. but That's not nothing in budget. the film world. Yeah, that's, that's barely anything. And to have someone like Mel Gibson in it, uh, you know... I'm sure most of that actors. went towards his fee. <laughs> Probably. I mean, he's... This is the, mo- the most I've liked him in a movie in a long time. Yeah, I always kind of brush past his movies. I'm not a huge fan of him, apart from Lethal Weapon. Yeah. But he really killed this role. He was excellent. Yeah, I'm wondering if this would have gotten a theatrical release if it hadn't been you know, for COVID and things getting shut down. Uh, if it did... I would have gone to see it in theaters. Yeah, I think I probably would have as well. Um, but that's not really saying much. I, <laughs> I saw like three movies a week. Yeah. yeah, apparently it did get a limited release in the U.S. Uh, back when theaters briefly reopened. And uh, yeah. was also released in Australia. Um, I mean, it's it made... slowly making its way around. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely worth checking out. I had a lot of fun with it, even though there were parts of it that really frustrated me. But in a good way. Like, I could tell that these people were talented and making a mm-hmm. good film, but it just... It wasn't like they were spewing nonsense for an hour and a half. No. It, it was all legitimately solid filmmaking. Yes. It's shot well, edited well, it's well written, and extremely well acted. Yes. And I, uh, I think it could have... Normally I want movies to be shorter, but this I actually wanted a little bit more time with some of the stuff. Yeah, I was hoping this would be about two hours. Yeah, you you get a lot more in with even just that amount of time. I also really liked how it's never really mentioned, but because of how Santa Claus works, technology is different. Like, these people don't really use... I mean, they have cell phones and stuff, but they don't really use technology the same way that we do. Yeah, it's not as prominent as it is in the real world. Because everything from Santa's workshop is made by the elves, and it's branded as such. They yes. have their own little stamp that goes on, or their little, um, it's like a little bronze thing that gets stapled in. Made in Santa's workshop. Yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> it's it's such an interesting thing, and people are willing to part with those, even though they probably mean a lot to them. Yeah, that's a big, that's in the first act, they really dive into that mentality. I think, um the hitman he doesn't really have a name i think he straight up says how much is your childhood dream worth yeah and i mean there's some that could have been its own story is yes. that guy just buying up the part maybe not that character but a character buying mm-hmm. up all these things i mean where's he getting the money to do that like he's well i guess if he's a hitman he makes yeah he's it. probably got some money in the bank but he he buys that bat for nearly a thousand dollars and you know that's a lot to pay for a baseball mm-hmm. bat who know i mean he pays like $150 for that toy airplane. Yeah. He just, he spends all his money on Santa. Santa made items. Yeah. Which is fascinating. The character is really interesting and he gets treated almost just like a one note villain, even though there's so much depth to him. I wonder if that's more of a, the studio tried to have them trim it down or if it's more, they just didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, apparently this is also a script that's been sitting around for a while, and I'm not sure how much revision had been made to it. 
Yeah, that Hitman kind of seems like kind of a forced character. Yeah. Like, they didn't want the kid to get his hands dirty. Yes, and there's also that moment when he's looking for where Santa is, and he's, like, calling around trying to find where Santa's workshop is. Like, dude, you're obsessed with him. You would know this already. Yeah. That was, like, my one frustrating moment. Like, you would absolutely know where this workshop is. You've probably been there already. Yeah, just, the motivation he took to really hunt down Santa came from the kid. and yeah. You know, if he's truly against Santa, that's what happened a long time ago. Yeah. And I think he would have been more prepared. Yes, he wouldn't just show up with just, like, a coat and and one gun or whatever. But, yeah. And I like that they make him a legitimate threat. Yes. That he's actually scary. He's not just, you know, some goofy guy, but he's actually terrifying. Yeah, and you really see him in full force in that last act. Yeah. This is a movie that, again, I'm going to recommend, but with a caveat that it's it might really frustrate viewers. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a fun, different Christmas movie, just like Rare Exports, but yeah. I'm not going to watch it every year. Maybe if, I'm, maybe if someone's never heard of it, I'll put it on. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely something that's interesting that is not... It's not as mean-spirited as some of the you know, scary Santa movies like Black Christmas or Krampus. Yeah. And there's a genuine heart to it, but it's a little condensed. It, yeah. Do you remember a movie from about 10 years ago called Daybreakers? Yes, I actually really like Daybreakers. I like it too, but it reminded me of that a lot where there's so much plot in this movie that it doesn't have time for all the all the ingenious things it's doing. Yeah. It's hard for me to compare the two because it's been at least yeah. 12 years since I've seen Daybreakers. Yeah, it's I saw it in a, theaters. Yeah, I, I did too. I loved it. But it, it's a similar thing where it blows through, it confidently blows through a, a television series worth of plot in 90 minutes. Yeah. And that's what this says too. Like you could make this into a mini series or a TV series easy with the amount of plot they blow through. Yeah, it, they could have made this a six episode amazon not amazon a netflix series and i think it would have gotten a lot more viewers they could have Mm -hmm. fleshed out all the characters all the plots and it would have just been a fun little christmas yeah probably for not too much different i mean maybe you wouldn't been able to get mel gibson but you probably could have made it for about the same amount of money Mm -hmm. and that would have been a nice thing to have right now for uh for this christmas season as we record christmas is only a couple of days away and it it feels like this year has been 9,000 years long. <laughs> yeah, it's... I can't even believe Christmas is three days away. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap up here, uh, you know, do you want to talk about how, uh, you know, how they compare, you know, contrast them a little bit? So as far as Christmas stories go, yeah. I think Fat Man does a better job of telling a, a traditional Christmas movie. Or Christmas story, because Mel Gibson's portrayal as Chris Kringle is, it's pretty heartfelt. He's, his heart's in the right place as a character, but he just lives in this world that is so sadistic and like, so violent that it's hard to really care anymore. Yeah. And even that he tries to be nice, you know, he, he's he's heartfelt he's interesting we don't really get to see the santa claus of rare exports all that much yeah he's more of a looming presence a yeah. 
a brooding Lovecraftian beast. Yeah, he's like, you know, kind of active behind the scenes, but not really visible throughout the movie, Mm -hmm. which is definitely a Lovecraftian way to go. Uh, so in that sense, you know, <laughs> Santa of uh, of Fat Man is definitely the the better the better Santa in that regard. I wish the advertising had been a little more showing him as happy because he's not this crazy villainous Santa like I was expecting it to be. Yeah, I didn't see the trailer or anything, but it, it seems like based on the marketing, they only yeah. they probably would have only showed him as like, oh, Mel Gibson is pissed off santa yeah and even the tagline is kind of edgy action movie i don't know if you read it but it's this holiday season you don't want to be on his hit list yeah there's also another tagline of tis the season to get even which is like a slant rhyme it almost works (laughs) so it's uh definitely not what the finished film was but i can see how that would work to get you know people into seats if you could actually go to a theater yeah it's definitely a very fun movie yeah it's it's a different than traditional christmas movie and i think if viewers want a little change of pace from um i don't have time for christmas this year i can't go home then i think fat man's the way to go yeah so to ask your question that we haven't been asking all that much lately would you watch a sequel to either of these movies oh 100 (laughs) percent for definitely for fat man they really set up for a really fun plot plot for a possible sequel rare exports i think it would be another like one trick pony but bigger budget i'd watch it yeah there's apparently some short films they made to kind of like draw some uh some interest in this yeah i think those came out before the movie they did Uh, i have not seen either of them but i think i'm going to check them out just to kind of see you know what they play how they play in this world Uh, i think it's the same characters because that young kids in both of them yeah I've never seen him in anything, but apparently he's been in some other other work, including some English language work. Yeah, so, he did a movie with Samuel Jackson. Um, what's the name of it? Level game, Up, apparently. Big Game. Yeah, which I have not seen, but that poster looks interesting. Yeah, I don't recall ever hearing about it. Yeah. Big action, big action thing. Yeah. It's Same like director, a... it looks like too. Oh wow! I checked yeah. that out. Yeah. He he's definitely a good director. Um, Jamari Hallander, I think is how you uh, say yeah, it. I have no. It's something very Scandinavian. He's Finnish, but yeah, Finnish. Scandinavian in general. Uh, it looks like he's done some TV since, but not in any other films. It looks like he's mostly working in Finland or in Scandinavia. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see him do more work. Yeah, Rare Exports. It's simple but extremely fun and very memorable. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even have to pay attention. I think I mentioned this before. I didn't really pay much attention to the subtitles because the story is told so well just through the visuals, mm-hmm. and which is awesome. The casting's on point, too. Mm-hmm. Like The guys look real. I mean, I wasn't mm-hmm. familiar with any of the actors because it's all uh, it's all European actors that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Although I was watching the the credits in the beginning and there was someone named Peter Jacobi. I'm like, oh man, Peter Jacobi's in this? Maybe he's Santa Claus. <laughs> But it was a different Peter Jacoby, not the classically trained Shakespearean actor. So I was a little disappointed, but it's still a very good film that I enjoyed and would recommend. Yeah, I overall, I highly recommend both, but I think Fat Man's a little more accessible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's all that I've got to say about these. That's all I have, too. All right, well... 
thank you guys for joining us and we will see you soon in the crossroads happy holidays to everyone